بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين بإذن الله today we will cover a chapter a surah of the Quran wherein Allah جل وعلا is reprimanding the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم what happened what did the messenger do that Allah جل وعلا reprimands him also in the surah we are able to derive a sign of prophethood to show that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was most definitely a prophet and in the surah Allah jalla wa'ala again calls us to ponder over his signs and look at how the vegetation the trees the fruits Allah jalla wa'ala makes it grow in the same way after you die it is very possible and it is very easy for the creator to bring you back to life. Allah Jalla wa'ala begins by saying, Abasa wa tawalla. He frowned and turned away. Who frowned and turned away? What happened? What was the story? It is mentioned that whilst Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was sitting with some of the prominent people at the time and he was trying to call them to Islam, they had not yet accepted his message. There was a blind man who had believed he was a poor blind man and he had come to the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam at a time where the messenger was busy calling these people to Allah basically conveying the message so whilst rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was sitting with these prominent people and he saw this blind man from far it is mentioned that he told the one or he signaled to the person who was with the blind man to wait and to stop not to come right now and it is mentioned that this blind man carried on coming he was abdullah ibn ummi maktum so when rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw him coming he frowned and he turned away abasa wa tawalla Allah is saying that he frowned and turned away when this blind person came to him. What makes you know, O Messenger of Allah? Perhaps this blind man would have benefited from you and he would be able to purify himself. He would learn something new. Or you can remind him and this reminder can be of benefit to him. As for those rich and prominent people who have not yet accepted, you are giving them the attention, you are speaking to them. And it's not for you, you will not be taken to task whether this rich person or these prominent people, whether they believe or they disbelieve, that is up to them. As for the person, this blind man, this poor man who has come to you in haste, eagerly, and he has the fear of Allah Jalla wa'ala, talaha, you have turned away from him. Look at how Allah Jalla wa'ala reprimands the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and corrects his mistake. If the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam had written or brought this Quran from himself, Surely he would not have left any verses which reprimanded him or picked out a mistake that he had made. So Allah Jalla wa'ala, in this verse he calls on the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He reprimands him and he shows him 
what he was supposed to do, the correct way of dealing with the situation. There is somebody who is coming. Even though his rank in society, he may not have position and status, but he is a believer. He has come eagerly. He wants to learn. You should have given him that attention. You should have attended to him. Allah then says, Kalla, innaha tadhkira. Nay, indeed, this surah or this Quran as a whole is a reminder for those who take heed. Faman sha'a Whoever wishes, they can take heed and benefit from the message in this Quran. Fi This Quran, as recorded in some of the tafasir, this Quran has been preserved in Allah al Mahfud, the preserved tablet, where Allah Jalla wa'ala has written every single thing. It is high above and pure in the hands of those angels who are obedient to Allah. These angels are the ones who bring or convey the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are obedient. They do as they are ordered to do. They convey the message of Allah. They are obedient to Him. Some of the Mufassirin mention that when Allah spoke about this surah and the Qur'an and he described the angels, how obedient they are, it is also a reminder for those who want to learn the Qur'an, those who want to memorize it, those who want to develop a relationship with the Qur'an. They should be obedient to Allah. They should be in the best of conditions, both physically, they should be clean, and at the same time their hearts should be clean. Allah then says, قُتِلَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا This is a curse against the person who has rejected. He has rejected the signs of Allah. He has rejected the fact that there will be a resurrection. Allah then says, مِنْ أَيِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَ It is as though Allah is saying, how is it that this person can reject the message? قُتِلَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا أَكْفَرَ مِنْ أَيِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَ Does he not look? at how he was created in the first place. Allah created him from one drop and then he nurtured him and brought him up in stages. Then he allowed this fetus, this baby, to come out from the mother's stomach. He made it easy for it to come out. Another opinion, means that during his lifetime, he guided him and gave him the choice of choosing good and bad. Not only that, after this person passed away, Allah honored him and granted him a grave, granted him a burial. As for other animals, after they die, they rot on the face of the earth. As for a human being, Allah showed us how to bury our dead. So he granted him and gave him a place even after he died. Then when the time comes, Allah will open this grave. He will resurrect this person and he will come out. This person has not fulfilled what he was ordered to do. He has not followed what Allah wanted of him. This 
This person who has rejected, he doesn't want to believe in the resurrection. He doesn't want to believe in the fact that he will be brought back to life. Does he not ponder over his food? Does he not look at it? فَلْيَنْظُرِ الْإِنسَانُ إِلَىٰ طَعَامِهِ أَنَّا صَبَبْنَا الْمَاءَ صَبَّا ثُمَّ شَقَقْنَا الْأَرْضَ شَقَّا Does he not see how he sent the rain? And from this rain, the earth splits open. فَأَنْبَتْنَا فِيهَا حَبَّا There are crops and seeds that come out. وَعِنَبًا وَقَضْبًا And grapes and fodder, grasses for the livestock to eat. وَزَيْتُونًا وَنَخْلًا And olives and dates. وَحَدَائِقَ غُلْبًا And gardens which have dense trees and branches in them. وَفَاكِهَةً وَأَبَّا And fruits for human consumption. As for أَبْ it is mentioned that it is anything that grows which is not for human consumption. مَتَاعًا لَكُمْ وَلِأَنْعَامِكُمْ All this Again, so you may enjoy, you may reap its bounties and benefits for you and your livestock. Look at how Allah is calling us to ponder over what is in front of us, the food we eat, where it comes from. You know, if somebody had to take just one thing that is on his plate, even if it is one fruit, and to think about how this thing got to him, how this fruit got to him, how the seed came out, which farmer grew this seed? And in which part of the world? How long did it take for the seed to grow? How was it looked after? When it was harvested, who picked it? Who then put it into a truck? Or who transported it to a seller? Who then brought it all the way to the shop next to you? And how Allah chose this specific fruit for you to go and pick out and bring it home? And you then look at it. You eat it. Ponder over that. Ponder over every single thing. And indeed, you will find that Allah Jalla wa'ala is great. Allah Jalla wa'ala then says, فَإِذَا جَاءَتِ And indeed, the blowing of the trumpet, the blast of the trumpet will come. This blast will be so loud and it will bring the people back alive. Basically, this is the second blowing of the trumpet. When people are dead, everything is destroyed. Allah Jalla wa'ala will order the trumpet to be blown again and everybody will be resurrected. فَإِذَا جَاءَتِ الصَّاخَةِ On that day, يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ A person will run away from his own brother. وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ And his mother and his father. وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِيهِ and his companion, his wife or husband, his spouse and his children. You would find on that day people will be running away from each other for various reasons. Sometimes they will be worried that they had harmed them in this world and they are scared that they will take a good deed from them. Another reason for them to be running away from one another they will be scared if one requests a good deed from the other. On that day, every deed will count. Even if it is an atom's weight of good, it will count. And even an atom's weight of bad and evil will count. On that day, everybody will be preoccupied with themselves. They'll be only worried about themselves. That is why in the hadith when Rasulullah says, on that day, the people will be resurrected, hufatan, without any shoes, uratan, they will all be naked, ghurlan, ghayra makhtunin. Basically, they will also be uncircumcised. 
they will be brought back in the same way that they were in this world. So Aisha radiallahu anha asks Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Messenger of Allah, will it be like this? On that day, people will be naked. Won't the men and the women be looking at each other? He says, O Aisha, it will be bigger than that. It will be greater than that. People will have bigger worries and they will be concerned with bigger things instead of looking at one another. Allah Jalla wa'ala then ends off the surah by telling us how there will be two categories or two groups of people. There will be those on that day whose faces will be glowing, full of light. They will be happy, laughing because they did good deeds. They knew that this day would come and they prepared for it. And there will be people on that day with dark, ugly, sad faces. They did not prepare for this day. They rejected the fact that a day will come where they will be resurrected. These people who will have such faces on this day are the ones who rejected the message. They are the ones who transgressed and exceeded the limits. From this surah, there are many points of benefit which we can derive and ponder over, put into practice in our day-to-day lives. Look at how Allah reprimanded the messenger for having turned away from a man who may not have been from the highest part of society. And this teaches us that we should be humble and we should also approach and sit with those who are less fortunate or less privileged than us. At the same time, another important message in the surah is to ponder over the ni'am, the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at your food, ponder over it. Where did it come from? How did it get to you? Who is the one who created it? And at the same time, all this should prepare you for the day in which you will meet your creator. We ask Allah Jalla wa ala to grant us all goodness. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.